You're listening to the B-Side Podcast on Brick Radio. If you like what you hear or think there's an artist or band we should have in studio, let us know in the comments. Otherwise, sit back, relax, tune in, and turn on. Say hello, good evening, what is up, Brooklyn? We are here with the enchanting Pauline Jean with a Haitian-American flair in this rendition of the lovely tune called Jinga Carioca. Jinga is the flow, Carioca is the lifestyle, the vibe is B-side, and I am your host, Queen God is. I introduce you to singer, vocalist, composer, educator, philanthropist, and member of Alpha Kappa. Alpha, if I got that correctly, Pauline Jean. City. I was born in Harlem, hey. raised in Brooklyn. Okay, Harlem. <laughs> okay, <laughs> she had to get that in there really quickly. Raised Good. in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. Um, um, Haitian American. My family's from Haiti. So that's what it's all about. Haiti here. deserves a round of applause. Haiti yeah. deserves a round of applause. The first. Yeah. So um, and so that's what I'm all about. All about. Um, so your relationship to Brooklyn is that you were raised. I was raised in, in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I mean, I went to church in Brooklyn. I went and to school in Brooklyn. And you currently live in Brooklyn. I live in Brooklyn. Yeah, she's <laughs> we just need to check every once in a yeah, while. Yeah. So um, good. So now that we know that you're an official Brooklynite, um, let us introduce us to these musicians behind you. Tell us their names. Maybe a little bit about how you all coalesced, how you met, how you formed. Okay, this. I'm gonna start all the way over there with Hila. Awesome. Hila on the keys. Hi, Hila. Is I met Hila in Israel. Okay. So I had to do a, a tribute to Nina Simone, mm-hmm. and um, and she was just wonderful. She played the piano for me while we were in Israel, and she came to New York, and we've been inseparable ever since. That's amazing. So Hila, she's a beautiful person and a wonderful, talented musician. Hi, so I'm Hila. really blessed to be in her Welcome. presence. Welcome. Welcome. Let's save him for last. Okay. All right, Jonathan Michelle on the bass. Hey. Uh, yeah, Jonathan is like a, a brother from another mother. Yeah. He's just an amazing uh, bassist and a wonderful person. He just brings the music together, so I'm blessed to also be in his presence. All right. Well, the keeper of time, Mr. Alan Mednar, another brother from another mother, just a wonderful person. Alan, welcome out. Marcus Schwartz, where we go way back. He's still on my first album, second album. He's also like gone to Haiti to study the rhythms and uh-huh. you know, and just uh, I learned so much from him. I learned so much from all of them, but um, just really a wonderful person. I just yeah. last but not least. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, this is like my partner in crime, my brother. <laughs> you know, who is like my you know like my twin. Um, he, we met actually uh, years ago in, at Berkeley College of Music. 
uh, like 10 years ago, so it's a long ago. And, um, and I learned so much. He's just an amazing alto saxophonist. He's like my favorite alto saxophonist, and I'm just saying that it's true. And uh, he's just a, an amazing person. He's a humanitarian. You know, we work on Experience IET, which is an organization mm -hmm. that yeah. brings instruments. We're going to come and talk about that, about that in detail. So mm -hmm. He's like the founder, and it was like wonderful working with him. He's just amazing. So. And his name is? Godwin Louis. Godwin Louis. <laughs> <laughs> so. Thank you. Okay, let me see if I have this. We have Gila, Jonathan, Allen, Marcus, who's going to show us a compa a little bit later, and Godwin. Yes. And uh, Godwin, I wanted to introduce you last because you both were doing a bit of a conversation on this particular song that we heard opening the show, which is um, Jinga Carioca. Um, Jinga Carioca is really special because it was uh, created by Hermeto Pascual, um, a Brazilian, a renowned Brazilian musician and composer. And a lot of people all over the world have played their renditions of this particular song. And for those who don't know, Jinga is a term that you hear a lot in capoeira. And it really refers to or the flow or, uh, you know, kind of a swag, so to speak, if you want to uh, contemporize the idea. And then carioca is the term used to describe people from Rio de Janeiro. And so I want you to tell us about this song how you decided that you wanted to do your version of it and what the conversation is between musician and vocalist and making it happen. Oh yeah, so with Jenga, the decision for me, I guess, to explore Hermeto's music, I guess, started back in the college days. So I was really interested in, I guess, the African diaspora. Mm -hmm. And then um, over the years through research, I found like a really vital connection between Congo and Brazil and also IET. So yes. if you if you were to trace many Haitian in terms of like DNA wise, yes. you'll find that most of us are from Congo and mm -hmm. most of the Brazilians are from Congo. Mm -hmm. So after Berkeley, I secretly went to Brazil. I said secretly because not many people knew so, <laughs> you know, to do research on the music. And Hermeto's music to me sound like that Congolese yeah. influence that you hear in traditional Haitian compa or things like that. Mm -hmm. So to me it was like a perfect mixture of both cultures who are like ideally from the same place, Congo mm -hmm. and the motherland. So and there are no actual lyrics in this particular song. It's just mostly the scatting and the vocalization of just the, the instrument. Um, right. How does how did that feel when you first got in the room to just to do this? Because everybody does it a little bit differently. Um, if you go online and you want to look up Jinga Carioca, you're going to see a lot of different musicians all over the world playing their version. Esperanza Spalding does it, and there she does it with no vocals. Um, so let's talk about just how you get to play a little bit on this song. Right for us musically, it's familiar language. You know, again, like a lot of those rhythms you hear in, in traditional Haitian second line, mm. which is called a ra ra. So da 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 da, tico da da da. You know, so it's <laughs> yeah. when we heard it, it's like, wait a minute, how come a Haitian then? Well, ideally, yeah. we're from the same place. Yeah. You see, I mean, yes. for musically, that connection is really strong. Mm -hmm. It sounds like home. Speaking of home, when you walked in, one of the crew members said, "Oh wow, this is like an African ma all this African magic just walked into the door," right. and then I made the joke. Saying, or you could call it a typical Wakandan Thursday, you know. What you're going to experience tonight is that your music is going to take us all around the world. So even though you're considered a jazz artist or jazz fusion artist, we go Absolutely. to a lot of different places, yeah. and then we kind of the, the thread is Africa. Absolutely. Um, so let us get some more of this. Give it up, Pauline Jean. <laughs> Thank you. 
in a cloud what goes up must come down I'm in a world with romance and my feet can't seem to touch the ground Okay, so your recent album is called Nwayo, yes. which means nut or the core, the heart. Yes. Um, and you talk a lot about the things that you are at your core, the things that you, this lifelong romance that you have with culture and language and just all the things that make you you that you love. Absolutely. So this particular song, Whirlwind Romance, is on Nwayo. Yes. So let's talk about these themes, love, language, and how the lyrics come about in this particular album. Well, I, you know, when you, depending on what's happening in your life at a particular point in time. So it's, uh, and I try to relate to everyone about love. And we all have a, uh, we all go through a period of time where you like someone, but you don't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. You know what you, you want to, you like where you are, mm -hmm. but you, you, there's no title. Okay. So it's kind of like a whirlwind mm -hmm. yeah. because you just don't know what the other person is thinking. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to write a song about that, just being in that place mm -hmm. where you like where you are, but you don't know where it's going. Yeah. So it's like, you know, my, I'm in a whirlwind romance, my feet can't teach the team to touch the ground, and I don't know if I'm lost or found. How does that same concept relate to culture and particularly politics of, of being here? Like you're from one place, and that place has a really rich history, but also a lot of um, struggle and challenges, not just in terms of the hi actual history, but in how that history is perceived. How do you equate maybe the idea of a whirlwind romance with being in places or part of cultures that don't necessarily embrace all of who you are and where you're from? Well, I mean, I perfect example is Haiti. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm a patient descent. Mm -hmm. It's like the first, you know, country that got its independence where we should have been embraced as a black people mm -hmm. to come and do away with slavery. Mm -hmm. um, the slavery is just no good for anyone, you mm -hmm. know, but we were demonized mm -hmm. and we were ostracized. But then when you come here, it's like a, America is a place of opportunity for many. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like a love affair because you do whatever you need to do to survive. But at the end of the day, there's still a stigma if you are of another uh, culture or from someplace else. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, um, it's like a whirlwind because at, at one point in time, it's like, where do we stand? We know where we stand as Haitians, but where does the world see us as Haitians or just people, mm -hmm. you know, regardless of where you're from? So I just think that that's where the whirlwind comes in, you know, because you like where you are. We're comfortable. In some instances, we're working. If you're, if you're working, if you're doing what you love, like I'm doing music, I travel the world, and I do what I love, but at the end of the day, am I recognized by the, by the world or, you know, by the powers that be, you know, to, you know, make things, you know, happen for me in a, in a, in a, in a weird type of way. Everything lies in our hands, but then there are certain instances where things are controlled and yeah, you have no control. Beyond us, right. It's beyond our control. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. And let's talk about the other side of it. So not only are you a Haitian-American artist, self-identified, and a lot of the culture comes through in everything you do, from style to uh, vocals to the list goes on and on. But you're an artist that actually travels back home quite often to, do, to receive and to give which is not the case with many people. So when you go back home to cultivate this exchange, what is the reception like there? What's the love, hate, or the whirlwind romance like when you go back home? Well, the, the whirlwind romance over there is we are embraced, um, and, uh, but you know, there's politics in play as well. You know, so that, there's, there, that's when it kind of gets a little rough. Mm -hmm. 
but we are not really going there for any politics. We're going there for the people, for the community, and it's always embraced because we're coming to give, and um, and so and they will receive. And what we try to do is we set an example, like you know, don't try to hold on to things and not share with your brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. You know, we are here to share and to give you just to pass pass on. As they learn from us, we learn from them. So it's like an even exchange. Mm -hmm. And and the way we want to see the world is how we set our platform. In, in essence, it's not really a whirlwind romance. It, it's, it's more of a romance. Okay. Just plain old romance. Just plain old romance. Right. Because Which, the love yeah. is there. Yeah, you know? the love is there. And speaking of love, let's talk about language. You have a, a, a love for language that does come through. Um, obviously, you speak English, um, Haitian Creole, um, French. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I don't a know if you bit. would. Uh, well, it's it's in there. It comes yeah, through in the music, and then you sing. And, and depending on the song that you're singing, you you may kind of evoke some of the languages from that the song was written in. How does the message evolve, depending on which language you're using to tell the story? For me, when I sing in Creole, I don't know. I tap into something else. Mm -hmm. The met, like I guess Creole in and of itself is a language. It's it's not only a language, but it's 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 a rhythm. It's it, there's something in it that just makes you go more into it, like deeper. I mean, for me, you know, I can sing in English um, and still mean it, understand what it means. But for some reason, when I'm connecting with the Creole, I guess it's going, it's tapping into that Africa. Yes. So I'm like, oh. yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, where you don't really need the words, it's the spirit that Yeah, it's like talking. the spirit, it's yes. just like, you just, you right. know. Well, I think this is a good segue to go into the next song. Um, this, this next song, I mean, please tell me what language uh, this word is, this Amwe. Amwe is uh, yeah, Haitian Creole. Haitian Creole, and it means help. It means help. stage of your life where you don't know what to do. It can be a relationship, it can be a divorce, it can be a death. It's just being at this particular point in your life where you just, all you can do is scream. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. um, I use this in a, in a relationship scenario, but again, it's just, you know, you don't expect certain things to happen and it's like the worst possible thing that can happen happens and no one can console you. All you have to do is just cry out to God like, um, wait, I can't breathe. All my strength is gone, you know, just help me. And there's a strong um, thread of spirituality and God in a lot of your songs. You have a song called Their Blood Bordier, and Bordier means God or right. big God. Um, mm -hmm. And Bondier, did I say Bondier? Bondier. Yes. yes. You know what? They put in me to work there. Yes. Yes. Um, I love what I love about these shows is that they get to be entertaining and fun, but they really get to be educational, which ex exposes how magical music is because you're learning something even without realizing that you're learning it. And then sometimes the music gives you the impetus to like want to dive deeper into these things just so you can sink your, your soul into it. So, uh, the conversation about spirituality and God, it seems like it flows very seamlessly for you. Um, it's not something that it seems like you have to think about or decide or weigh the pros and cons, uh, which is great. And I think that this also segues into how you're doing this. You know, very simply, 
a lot of artists sitting across from me, they tell me how they got their start. Maybe they were 12, maybe they were eight, um, where they heard some, or saw someone playing an instrument and they were really inspired. But that's not the case for you. You didn't choose music or jazz. The music, you say, it chose you. And that is a spiritual thing. Like, that's when you, like, people say, have you found your calling? That's the kind of calling where you really have to be listening and you really have to be willing. Describe that moment to us when the music chose you and how you were in a position to say yes. I just think it just happens throughout different periods of my life and you just become like a rebel where you're like, ah, oh, no, I'm not going to do this, whatever the case may be. But I was raised in church and I would, but I never in my, in the, my wildest dreams thought I would be a singer, never. Tell me why. Well, because, you know, it's not like I come from a family that, uh, you know, I come from a Caribbean household, lawyer, doctor, nurse. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which is also very similar for African households, and I'm so glad that you wanted to share this. Like, first of all, we have your sister sitting yeah, right here. Exactly. So she's like the, the, yeah, exactly. you know, the preacher to the choir. You know. so, but let's talk about that, which is so interesting, especially when I have artists from the Caribbean and also from Africa. Um, shout out to African and Caribbean parents. <laughs> You all make sure that if people are going to choose this, that they have to be ready, willing, and able to fight for it because you give them a fight. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of reasons. Um, so we don't want to just make it seem like it's an easy thing. The music is so rich with your history and culture and with education and all of these things that are valued in these communities. But then the flip side of all these beautiful things that inspire and make you want to go do it, there are other part cultural aspects that are like, no, you will not. And so when you hear this whispering in your heart that says, this is something that you need to explore, this is a way you need to identify yourself, what was that moment where you were ready to say yes to the point where you were like, okay, I'm saying yes, and I have to go talk to mom and dad? Music to me is very spiritual, so it's bigger than I am. So like I would just tell you about my first, like I was trying to take voice lessons, mm -hmm. and then my teacher was like, okay, Pauline, you sing from this note to this note. When you come before the Father and He says, what have you done with my gift, mm. with what your gift, what are you going to say? Mm. So that's my lesson. That's like, when I'm getting instructions like this, mm. it makes me go like, no, this is more than me. It's not about right. me. Which is really special. Right. Because a lot of people weaponize religion. They weaponize, weaponize spiritual talk. But in this case, you gravitated towards people who are not only educating you, but who used it to really comfort you into the transition right. of it. You also had a situation where you were doing other work. So you went to LaGuardia High School, mm -hmm. St. John's University, and yes. then Berklee College of Music, finally. Yes. Um, and then you, one day, um, I don't know if what, what particular job you had. It was Maybe it was a paralegal yeah, at the time. Yeah, I was a paralegal. Yeah. <laughs> and you had a co-worker who said... A co-worker who's here. She's here? <laughs> They're here? <laughs> Heidi. Heidi! Yes. Okay, we're gonna give we're gonna we're gonna hold on our round of applause. We are gonna give it to you though, yeah. because this is also a significant moment. What did Heidi say to you? Heidi said, Your time is now. Your time is now. When I read that, it made me want to cry because, mm -hmm. you know, we are human beings. The nature of humanity has lots of competitiveness or and also just kind of hustle and bustle. We don't really see each other. When someone really sitting across from you in a cubicle or office or whatever the setup was, sees you, and in the midst of clocking in and clocking out, still finds the space, the heart to say, your time is now, to encourage you to answer your call, and that's big. Mm -hmm. What did you say back to her when she said this? Well, when she said that to me, I mean, the thing is that Heidi has always been supportive of me, so it was actually my first showcase. 
and I was performing with three other women, and I've never done that before at Duplex Cabaret Theater. Okay. And, um, and she said, Pauline, you should really pursue this. You should really do this. And so, you know, I really love Heidi from the bottom of my heart because if it wasn't for Heidi, really, I wouldn't have just uprooted and just gone to Berkeley. Like, I really just went and say, you know what, I'm going to go to school mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and pursue um, my calling. Yeah. I figure it's my calling. When it's your time, it's your time. And there's no better segue to go into, I would feel like a, another song. Okay. When it is your time, it is your time. Go ahead and marinate on that. I'm in a land where my soul is from. Africa 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 uh, Let's talk about really quickly influences so both of you just tell me I, I know that Sarah Vaughn comes up when we mention your name you've done a lot of Nina Simone's work who are some of the uh, Godwin, you tell me who are some of your other influences musically, and then we'll follow up with Pauline, you telling me who are some of the collaborations, collaborators that you look forward to. Some of my musical influences. Um, I would say the very first saxophonist I heard beside Kenny G was... <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. I, I know that's okay, like... I know it's sort of like not cool, you know, but no, most Kenny saxophone cool. players my age, you know of Kenny G. Yeah. Yeah. But besides you, that, I am, let me see. Carried on. You have to get yeah. that. <laughs> but um, I grew up listening to an amazing um, Haitian saxophonist by the name of Weber Siko. Yes. And he's sort of the inventor of a style of improvising that's called see well um, what does that mean see well is it's 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 one of those multi-meaning terms sort of like the blues like how the blues is an emotion it's a genre it's a form of music so see well is a fruit found in the Caribbean it's a way of soloing it's an overall vibe you know it's a way of like emoting through is it soloing. a sweet fruit a bitter fruit it's actually yeah, it's it's actually yeah, a sweet fruit. Sweet. Right? Yeah. So it's like a sweet sound. Yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> we <agree>. Yeah, like <laughs> that we haven't heard of and then tell us who are some collaborators that you would love to work with. Oh my God. For me, it's so, I, it's so broad. What I normally say, I generalize it like this. It doesn't matter what genre of music, as long as if somebody touched my soul, okay. then I connect. Okay. So, um, but I've also, um, in terms of collaboration, 
um, apart from the musicians that I have here with me, my, my musical family. I've also um, collaborated with Edwidge Dandika. Yes. And, um, Who's renowned Haitian-American Haitian uh, author. Right. And, um, and that's where th their Blood Bon Dieu yes. um, stemmed from. So please check that song out and the video for it. It really is beautiful. And Edwidge's work is just phenomenal. Um, so, And then you've also collaborated with Wyclef Jean? I, I, we did a song in the studio yes. for Haiti okay. um, a couple of years back with Wyclef Jean. So his face and my face were on the same thing. Yes. <laughs> and that's one of the interesting you know, things so. about kind of disasters is disasters have this really uncanny way of bringing people together especially when people need to now go to music to revive rejuvenate um, and it pairs people who may not have otherwise been in the studio together right. who is somebody really quickly that you would look forward to working with oh my goodness Oof. Mm. Quincy Jones. Okay. Why not? Ooh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, why not? And we can just, Quincy Jones is a whole world in and of to himself. Exactly. If you read the a recent interview that he did. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Leave that and, alone. And um, before I, also, I wanted for noyo when it means the core, the heart of the fruit. Yes. It's, it, if you break down the word noyo, yes. it means black ones. Black ones. So when we go down and we talk about like Africa, yes. and we connect Africa as uh -huh. being the first continent, yes. and that's like produce the humans. So that's the core for me. Yes. So that's what this whole project is about. Just Love going it. back to the beginning. Going back to the beginning. And as before we go into the next song, a root for you is also the core of, at the root, at the core of this work for you, it seems like, is it has to be a connection to the people and to the exchange. And so let's talk about that really quickly. So in addition to being a musician, you are also an educator and you want to share the history of Haitian um, children's songs and folklore and all of this stuff with the younger generations who may not necessarily have had access to it the way that you may have had access to it. And so you work with the Conservatory Lab Charter yes. and then you both together have a project called the IT experience. Experience IT. Experience yeah. IT, yes. So tell us about that really quickly and then let's go into the next song. Well, Experience IT is pretty much an arts exchange program. And uh, so our goal is to bring visibility in the arts to Haiti and sort of create an exchange and also a self sustaining arts community in Haiti. You actually exchange actual uh, instruments Absolutely. and food yes. and the things that people need to survive so that doing things like art and music is not just a privilege, whereas it comes far down on the totem pole when you're just thinking about how to get to the next day, and that's right. really uh, important. Um, and then tell me a little bit about your work as an educator with the, the charter school. Well, it's with the, uh, the charter school is with the El Sistema program, and that's like a lot of impoverished neighborhoods, they usually... Uh, um, actually would actually bring music to the mm -hmm. community as a way of, you know, they wouldn't ordinarily have access to, mm -hmm. like uh, string instruments. Yeah. And, and so I was really happy when I was asked to, to get involved with that mm -hmm. because, you know, everything through the arts makes a big difference in children's lives. Yeah, it does. And so... Um, what are some of the responses that you get from Oh, the, man, they just love it. They, they do. do. The kids are So it's not like, a lot of pushback or no, it's misunderstanding, not a, no, they, which is great. They are willing and open. Mm -hmm. They want to learn, mm -hmm. and they want to learn new things. And when yeah. you, you're not giving them the same old, same old. You're coming in with culture. You're coming with history and things that they didn't know about. Like, I was, like, telling them about the Haitian classical composers. Yeah. And they were like, Haiti had classical composers? I'm like, well, hello. Haiti was, like, the first independent country. I mean, Haiti, I mean, it. I mean, listen, we're going to stop oh, you right man. there because we don't have enough time in this yeah. little old minute. Let us go into the next song. Miss Pauline Jones, students. Yeah.
who jumped from the ships because they knew death was better than bondage. That is Killmonger from Black Panther movie. But more than that, we want to acknowledge the ancestors of Igbo Landing and the ancestors of the Haitian Revolution who said no to slavery in a way that didn't just benefit black and brown people, but benefited everyone involved. Because when one is enslaved, all are enslaved. Thank you, Pauline Jean, for sharing this message. Thank you, Godwin. Thank you, Gila, Jonathan, Alan, and Marcus. Thank you. In the words of our very special guest, coming from that note, perfect your gift and know that you have a responsibility to pass on your blessing to the world, especially because of those who paved the way for us to do that. Thank you, Pauline. You and your incredible band have done just that. We appreciate you all for the beautiful message, music, and for hanging out. And we appreciate you all for tuning in. If you want more of the gifts and blessings of B-Side, that is, you can check out past episodes on youtube.com slash BrickTV and on our podcast at soundcloud.com slash B-Side Podcast or just come on by the studio and feel all this magic up close. I am your host, Queen God is, wishing you a happy International Women's Day all day, every day. We love you, Brooklyn. Ciao. Till next time. The B-Side Podcast is produced by Charlie Hoxie, Keisha Alon-Cole, Ro Johnson, and Sasha Mathias. Recorded by Onel Moulet and edited by Emily Bogosian. For more information on B-Side and all Brick Radio podcasts, visit brickartsmedia.org slash radio.